The Beatles are a pretty nice band, and we've got a lot to say. The Beatles are a pretty nice band, talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot, so are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band, someday we'll judge if they're fine, oh yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Come together! This episode brought to you by the Chuck Berry Estate. <laughs> Stone Cold Classic, man. Like Julia Jelen cheated and cribbed someone else's work a little bit, but really, just the only lights thanks to Paul's quick thinking. And like Julia, I forgive him. Stone Cold Classic, like I said. I try not to use the word funky too often, but it's, uh, it's groovy. Lyrics are gobbledygook, but it matches seamlessly with the music, so it's fine. I'm pretty sure it's making fun of hippies anyway. And who doesn't love making fun of hippies? Yeah, like, groovy is a great way to characterize this song. And you had said earlier in the week that uh, about John, the ballad of John and Yoko is your favorite bass line. For do, me, do, this do. is my favorite bass line. I said so far. so far. So far? Oh, knowing oh, full well, come together. Oh, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Anyway, this is my favorite. Um, I think it's all one of the base, best, best bass lines in all pop music. Like, I love how this song, and especially this album, sounds. I think it set the blueprint for how rock records were going to sound for, like, the next decade. Mm. Um, and I think it's one of my favorite Lennon songs by a mile. Like, his delivery of what could be just nonsense is great. Like, he sounds energized, alive, mm. and ready to rock, which is, you know, stark contrast to Let It Be, which, you know, eventually we, we hear and we'll get to. Uh, and I also think this is one of Ringo's finest drum takes for me. Like, everything he does here is tasteful and exactly what the song needs. Like, honestly, like, it may be his best drum album, too. Like, it's a legendary mm. track for a, a, a great reason. And we'll hear uh, something interesting from Ringo later on. Um, <laughs> yes. come, to, come to get... The, yeah, by the way, this was the lead track to Abbey Road. Uh, yeah, welcome to Abbey Road, everyone. Hi, Abbey Road. Come Together was composed for Timothy Leary's campaign to stand against Ronald Reagan as governor of California. Spoiler alert, didn't work. Leary and his wife, Rosemary. Leary and his wife, Rosemary, had traveled to Montreal for John Yoko's Bennett for Peace, which took place on June 1st, 1969. The Leary's participated in the recording of Lennon's Give Peace a Chance and were both name-checked in the lyrics. The following day, Lennon offered to help Leary's campaign. His slogan was, Come Together, Join the Party. Lennon sent Leary a demo tape of song ideas. However, the campaign ended when Leary was imprisoned for cannabis possession, allowing Lennon to record a song with the Beatles. I can't believe they would end a campaign just from that, considering. Yeah. Uh, considering, yes. Uh, Terry Leary was bemused when he came to hear the Beatles' recording of the song. Leary said, although the new version was certainly a musical and lyrical improvement on my campaign song, I was a bit miffed that Lennon had passed me over this way. When I sent a mild protest to John, he replied with typical Lennon charm and wit that he was a tailor, and I was a customer who had ordered a suit and never returned. So we sold it to someone else. Musically Come Together took its cue from Chuck Berry's 1956 song, You Can't Catch Me. Both songs contained the lines, Here Come Old Flat Top. Lennon was later sued by Berry's publisher, Boris Levy. They settled on a court, and Lennon agreed to record more songs owned by Levy, which he later did for his 1975 cover album, Rock and roll. Uh, John Lennon said, Come together is me, running obscurely around an old Chuck Berry thing. I left the line in, Here comes old Flattop. It is nothing like the Chuck Berry song, but they took me to court because I admitted the influence once years ago. I could have changed it to Here comes old Iron Face, 
but the song remains independent of Chuck Berry or anybody else on Earth. Too little, too late. Yes. Take one with slightly different lyrics and a raw vocal from John Lennon can be heard on the Anthology 3 album. Yeah, he, he runs out of breath. It's pretty, pretty funny. Uh, Lennon sang without his guitar and clapped while singing the line, Shoot Me. Did you know until just now that it was Shoot Me? I always thought it was just Shoot or Shoop. I did not know and that. Now I, yeah, and now I can't not hear it. Sure, That it's yeah. sh- Shoot Me. Uh, and Jeff Everett confirms this. On the finished record, you could really only hear the word shoot. The bass guitar note falls where the me is. But like I said, you cannot hear it once you know it. You yes. Know. Although Cut Together was considered as a Chuck Berry-style rocker, the Beatles slowed it down to Paul McCartney's suggestion. He originally brought, Paul said he originally brought it over as a very perky little song, and I pointed out to him it was very similar to Chuck Berry's You Can't Catch Me. John acknowledged it was rather close to it, so I said, well, anything you could do to get away from that. I suggested we tried it swampy. Swampy was the word I used. So we did. We took it right down. I laid that bass line down, which very much makes the mood. Let's let's go to swamp, baby. It's actually a bass line that people now use very often in rap records. If it's not a sample, they use that riff. But that was my contribution to that. Sounds like Paul really contributed to this song. Yes. Also team effort. Len's lyrics changed during the session. On take one, he mentioned the singer Eartha Kitt. And on takes two, six, and eight, name check, let it be director Michael Lindsay Hogg. Several times, he also sang Got to Get Ejections, Ejections, because he's so hard to see in the final verse. So we could presume Shoot Me was a heroin reference. Yes. Take six was the, chosen as the best of the attempts and was renamed Take Nine, okay, when the tape was transferred from four track to eight track. In a December 1987 interview by Selena Scott on the TV show West 57th Street, George Harrison stated he wrote two lines of the song. Which two lines? We don't know. Um, and there's some conjecture that the line got to be good looking because he's so hard to see might be about Paul McCartney. Really? Pretty clever. He helped him with the song, so he stabs him in the back. <laughs> well, you know. Was, yeah. As is All's Beatles in 1969, fa- huh? All's fair in Love of War at Abbey Road. Yeah. So Jeff Emmerich, he was back for Abbey Road because Paul promised him it was mostly fine these days. It's not a big yeah. deal. And yeah. No and it's acrimony. good he was there. That's why it probably sounds so good. Hmm. So Jeff Emmerich said it was nearly three weeks into July, two weeks after the prodigal son, John, had returned <laughs> to the studio. When we finally heard those words from a fully recovered John Lennon, he was about to run the Beatles for a new song. The second of his to be recorded for Abbey Road. And we waited with Beta Rev to see what he'd come up with. Come Together may not have been a masterpiece, but it was a catchy, hooky tune. And even though it clearly owed a lot to Chuck Berry, its abstract, somewhat risque lyric had that distinctive Lennon stamp. John was in a pretty good mood that day, too. He seemed to come to life when we were working on one of his songs, no matter what a Paul's or George's. Despite <laughs> Lennon's approved favorite of mine, there were clearly still underlying tensions and old wounds that hadn't healed. The band kept bringing the long, pointless jam sessions, as they had frequently during the White Album sessions. And let it be, thank yes. And I could see that John was treating Paul in an offhand manner, despite the fact Paul came up with the electric piano lick and swooping bass line. John even made a point of playing a piano line once he looked over Paul's shoulder and learned the part. That's messed up. Yeah. <laughs> that would have never happened in the old days. Both men knew that Paul was the better piano player. 
we happened to be working on coming together just as Apollo 11 was about to land on the moon. And I raced home late that night after the session ended so I could watch Neil Armstrong's historic first step on my newly acquired color TV. To my disappointment, the broadcast from the moon was in black and white. Bummer, this man. Was a, damn, man. As a double A saw George Harrison's Something Come Together only released number four, only uh, made it to number four in the UK on Halloween 1969. Its poor chart performance may have been affected by a band from the BBC who decreed that the line, he shoot Coca-Cola was unacceptable product placement. No, 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 no. No Coke, Pepsi. A month after the original version by the Beatles was released, Ike and Tina Turner began performing their rendition of Come Together, most notably at Madison Square Garden in November 69. To the public response to their live performances, a studio version was released on Minute Records the next month. Aerosmith recorded one of the most successful cover versions of Come Together in 78. They performed a song in Sergeant Pe- the film Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Still haven't seen it. Godsmack released Come Together in 2012 on a live and inspired album. Paul McCartney recorded an updated version with Noel Gallagher and Paul Weller for the 1995 charity album Help, under the name The Smokin' Mojo Filters. Michael Jackson covered a song in 86. The song was recorded for bad, but was scrapped and instead put on history. Past, present, and future book one. Arctic Buckies covered a song for the 2012 Summer Olympics opening ceremony. It was released on the album Isles of Wonder, reached number 21 on the UK singles charts. And Syl Johnson covered this on the 1970 album Is It Because I'm Black, which is considered the first black concept album. Pretty cool. In May 2021, Ringo said it was his favorite song in an interview on The Late Show with Stuart Colbert. Specifically, Colbert asked if he could only listen to one song the rest of his life, what would it be? And Ringo immediately said, come together. We didn't say what Colbert's uh, George Harrison song would be, but that's okay. Oh, uh... uh, I know, I'm struggling with it too. Here comes the song. Uh... We'll, we'll think about it. Yeah. Love Count Zero. Josie Scale, I give this a yeah. Yeah, absolutely. This gets a yeah for me as well. The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Talk about them day after day. But we also love the outfield a lot. So are these songs better than your love? The Beatles are a pretty nice band. Someday we'll judge if they're fine. Oh, yeah. Someday we'll judge if they're fine.